Thank you for joining us live today. We are so glad that you could join us. And uh, today's date is August 8th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and waiting for that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. I don't know if you know who Jesus is, but we do encourage you to get to know him today. Uh, I do have to give you the bad news first. Here's the bad news. We're all sinners and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. The good news is our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ on that cross at Calvary. He shed his blood for our sins. He died and was buried. It was the only person who was risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened, placing your trust in that blood of Jesus, in his blood, you are saved from eternal damnation. You'll want to begin to want to live for him and not for the world. As scripture states, we become ambassadors for Christ. Isn't that an amazing thing? Today, we welcome Pastor Patrick Wright to Uptime. He has his own YouTube channel, Hourly Watch, and he will be sharing his testimony with us today and his research. But I would like to open up excuse me, with our usual Uptime panel, and we do bring back Brother Bob Barber, we bring back Brother Michael Pels, and we bring back Brother Bob Hagen. Brother Bob Hagen, thank you for coming back on with us. Why don't you, yes. would you just mystery fill, guest? <laughs> let's, would you fill in the uh, the audience as to what's going on and what's been going on with you, brother? I know you've had surgery recently, but I think yeah. a lot of people didn't hear that the last time you you left. Yeah, well, I, I had uh, my knee wore out, and so I had to get another one, and. Um, so on the 14th of July, I went in, they uh, replaced it. And so I'm, this is the third week I'm into the recuperation process and I'm getting around pretty good, but it's, uh, it's a pretty painful thing if you've ever been through it. So, but um, I, I think that, you know, looking down the road, it's going to be a lot better for me. And uh, I don't know how much longer I would have been able to work in it if I hadn't done it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but uh the physical therapy part part of it's a real joy. That's 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 the hard part of it, you know, for doing that. But uh, sure. Uh, but I've missed being on with you guys. I just well, we missed did you. Not, did not want to be a distraction because of this. It's, it's great seeing you know. Arr, you know. Yeah. It's so it's it's. Um, but there's a. I've been trying to follow things and and uh, I'm I'm kind of excited to hear what Patrick has to say tonight and. And uh, what what you all of you guys have to say, and uh, it's good to see Michael again. It's also always good to see Bob and you, Greg. So, uh, kind of miss my brother Kevin. Uh, oh, I pray he's doing well. I uh, haven't seen him in a while, so yeah. So, hope he's so doing we okay. hope uh, brother Kevin was all right. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, invited him on. I don't know what's going on with him lately, but uh, I know that um, he's been going through some things yeah. with uh, uh, with life. Life sometimes gets in the way. Just keep him in prayer. And we'll uh, hopefully see him soon. We'll keep mm-hmm. in touch with him. And uh, yeah, well, listen, we're coming off of a, off another strike from YouTube for the Uptime channel. And, you know, I, listen, it's it's something that tends to happen. We just happened to have a guest in the past that um, the YouTube algorithm didn't like uh, some of the words that were spoken. And that was it. Just gave us gave us a strike. And I was... <laughs> probably pretty much as, as surprised as much surprised as you guys were are. So uh, it is what it is folks. You know, yeah. this is the times we're living in. 
and uh, what can I say? We're we're off the strike. We're out of here. We're out of that uh, area. We're back and running. So up and running. So thank God, praise God for that. Um, and uh, brother Bob Barber, thank you for posting the uh, the clips, uh, the shortened versions of uptime. People love those, man. That. Yeah, they're awesome. Oh, yeah, we need that. We definitely need that. Yeah. People love that. You know, let's face it, um, the internet is not really set up for those who can sit down and watch a two-hour clip. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, this is why you got, like, it's yeah. gotten so bad, we got to go to TikTok now where you could do it, like, under a minute or some quick clip. Whew. You know, that's pretty much where we're at now. It's so fast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's, you know, and that's why with me, like, um, if you guys on my channel, I, mm-hmm. I'll, leave a, I'll leave an uptime up on my live section for about a week, and I'll take it down. Cause I don't know where these algorithms are going to go next. And yeah, usually the, the most of that content will end up on the short clips anyways, where I have a chance to go through and edit yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So, well, it kind of leaves people in the dark because you can't do anything with your channel folks. You cannot even post a, a thing, which is one of the reasons why we have our newsletter. So you need to sign up to the newsletter. You'll see that in the description window, description uh, box below. But please make sure that you are up to date with what's going on because you never know the next time we're just going to be off the air and moving over to another channel, another area where, you know. It just, uh, it just shows you the power of words. You know, it's uh, sanct- the word says, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word, it's truth. But Jesus Christ used words when he was tempted of the devil, you know. He said, you shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Got me evangelistically going here again already. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's words. Uh, and we, you know, words either build up or they tear down. Right, Bob? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're either going to say something that's going to bless somebody or something that's going to curse them. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. you can't you can't yeah. monitor. We're, you know, there's going to be times when things slip, but we just have to believe when we're on here doing this that we're doing it to the best of our ability with Christ in us and not, Amen. not beat ourselves up. And if, if there's an error or something is made, uh, somebody, you know, has a problem with it or a disagreement, you know, we all, we all have our own thinking when it comes to a lot of different things. Uh, but at the same time, let's be passionate on the truth of the word. And, uh, I'm sure that people are going to enjoy hearing Patrick because he's a pretty passionate guy when it comes to the word. So, Amen. Um, but it's it's really what happened because I I watch a lot of these things. I watch a lot of the the short clips that Bob puts up and and a lot of Michael's things and and um, I don't see any damaging content in there. But if somebody's trying to be picky and you know take a word and give it a new meaning or something, it's just the world is a mess right now. There's no, yeah. there's so much confusion and so much out of balance stuff going on that I think a lot of times people just tune in once a week to hear some sanity. That's why they're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I absolutely I really say that. <laughs> yeah, and just to speak to your point, Bob, I mean, totally the power of words, and that's why they're trying to suppress yeah. it so much. You know, that's why they're they're being the the gatekeepers of what speech can be and what it can't be, what you can say, what you can't say. But just to speak to what uh, Greg was saying, yeah, it's crazy. And what Bob, Dr. Bob said, it's you don't know in the future 
what is going to be considered an, an offensive term according to the algorithms. And I think that is probably the most frustrating part because um, most people don't get content strikes from something recent. It's always something that happened in the past and they just totally forgot about it and it just slips off the radar. But it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a wild world that we live in now. Something yeah. that that's why I've always if you seen the videos or even when I talk on here I, I try to throw it in a code or in a way that's oh, just it's a shame we have to do that. It's yeah. really a shame we have to do that. The Pell's code. It's a new but you know what? Asking. I was thinking about that actually. And um when we go back to the persecuted church in Rome, I actually have a username that I use all the time called Rotas Square. And back in you know the the old church time they had different codes that they would use to donate who was who if they were followers of the way you know if they were of jesus christ and one of them was a a weird graphic called the rotas square and that was something that a christian would see in the persecuted church and and be like okay i understand what this means so we're kind of in a sense moving back into the same territory where we're having to use code language and ciphers if you will you know, it start it started off in the houses. The church started off in the houses. Sure. Then it went to the big buildings. Now it's going back to the houses. Yep. <laughs> right. Well, they were yeah. they were in the and was like the beginning. In the houses and they were they were doing it from house to house and the and the synagogues because the people at that point in time, the first century, that was their lifestyle. The synagogue was a lifestyle. It says they went. You know, they broke bread from it and like to your point bob from house to house but they still needed to go to the synagogue because that's where most of the people were and they were you know what they had a, a fiery passion to uh carry out the great the uh great mission you know to to reach the world with the word of god and and something that is has not been done since with all the media and everything we have now you know the word of god went over the, the known world in, in maybe two three years but um it's interesting because you're when you're you're thinking about the power uh, getting back to the power of words just the uh man at the temple gate beautiful you know uh, mm-hmm. peter and james Was peter and john or peter and james when they went in there they said look on it you know He's, he told the guy, he said, look on us. And we don't have silver or gold, but what we have, we're going to give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. And those were words that were spoken, but that man was ready to be healed. And and that, that had a tremendous uh, effect on, on that culture, not just for that one act, but it carried through for weeks and months yeah. and years. And, um, it's 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 kind of neat when you think about it. We have we have a, a great opportunity here to uh, to reach the world with the truth of the word of God. I better stop talking. I'm going to get into one of those things. Or I'm going to just be, <laughs> yeah, bring on a guest now. Yeah, yeah bring him on. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll never want to so, come on again. If he hears me talking. It's okay. Listen, brother. Thank you. Uh, we're we're happy to have you back on, uh, brother Bob. So thank you for coming on. Amen. I know you have to leave early. Uh, I am also going to be leaving early due to family emergency. It's nothing serious, but I, I do need to leave uh, midway through. So without further ado, we are going to bring Pat- uh, Pastor Patrick on. But uh, verse of the day, this is coming from BibleGateway.com, Psalm 149.4. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. 
He will beautify the meek with salvation. Beautiful. Always a beautiful thing with, with the word of God. doesn't matter if Amen. Old Testament, New Testament. You, you know, you, uh, man, it's just a beautiful thing. I always love. Hey, Michael, it that. says we're beautiful. <laughs> camera breaks no, yeah but uh yeah bob so, um yeah. brother bob Hagen, i just want to say i'm so excited to see you, brother you've been on my heart man you and kevin both and i've been praying for y'all thank you. awesome amen amen all right well without further ado we bring on pastor patrick wright thank you and uh thank you for coming on brother you're going to be sharing your testimonies with us and also your research thank you so much for coming on all glory goes to the Father. <laughs> That's the gallery. The mayor art club. Awesome. That, That's what it's going to sound like in the clouds. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. So uh, let's let's hear a little bit about you, uh, Pastor Patrick. Listen, I've been following you for quite some time, brother. And I love your enthusiasm. Um, you know, it's very passionate. It, it always gets me excited about the Lord's coming. Uh, so I've, I've known your channel. I've seen your channel for years and I've been watching for, for years. And uh, I thank you for what you do. Um, I think a lot of people uh, may be confused. There are some people who may be confused about this aspect of looking uh, into the stars. But let us know uh, exactly how you got into this, um, how it's relevant for today, um, keeping it biblical um, let us know first how you got to be where you are today with the Lord and your ministry. All right. Um, it's basically, <clears throat> excuse me, it's been a long road. Um, I was saved when I was 13 years old, 1985. So I was probably lukewarm until I was about 30. So it was, uh, I went through a lot. Um, I actually crashed over 100 miles an hour, went through a cement mini storage unit, and later that evening, I basically bled to death and died, and when I died, I was caught up in the spirit to the clouds with Jesus Christ, and I used to say, I don't care, because I felt like nobody cared about me, and I know a lot of people have felt that way in their lives. So if you feel like nobody cares and everybody's hurting you, just remember the one person that will never hurt you is Jesus Christ. So on with the story. The true story is he caught me up in the clouds. I looked to the right. I seen his light. I never seen his face or his body. I just knew I was in the presence of Jesus Christ, God Almighty. And he asked me, do you care now? And he and he. he Instantly, I looked to the left because he was to the right. I looked to the left and we're in the clouds. It seemed like, you know, 100 feet in the air or something. I don't even know. But I looked down and I seen the lake of fire. So he asked me, do you care now? And he showed me the lake of fire. And I heard people screaming his name and he wasn't even acknowledging them. Um, I seen them regenerating. They would melt. They would be screaming and calling out to him and climbing up each other literally climbing up to the top of somebody else and then melting back down and then regenerating. And it was just over and over and over. So as soon as I seen that, it broke me in half in pieces. And I said, I care, Lord, I care. Next thing I know, a friend was shaking me by the shoulder, waking me up and saying that they had to get me to the hospital immediately. 
So, yeah, that's how that went. And I was still stuck in the world for a long time, like I said, and well, halfway in, halfway out until I was about 30. And then as we were coming up on Y2K, um, he just threw me into prophecy. My birthday is September 2nd, 1971. So he showed me that Daniel 927 is like my birthday, 9271. So I dug in right in Daniel and um, I just started digging in deeper and deeper. It was a process like most of you know. Um, it came to the point where I started getting up in the morning doing the normal morning stuff, praying, going to the bathroom, all that. And then I would jump right into the word. My mom, God bless her heart. She handed down a Bible to me from our family. It's been handed down through generations. It's from the 1800s. And I just opened that 1800 Bible and just dug in and I would be in there for, you know, three, four, five hours a day. And my brother, he was a pastor too. He had a church and ran service for seven years. And he was diagnosed with cancer. So I dug in even harder because I know, you know, the stronger your faith is, the better chance you have of Jesus healing somebody through you. So I figured if I can increase my faith, then God would use me to heal people. So, yeah, that's what's going on. And then my brother, the same brother, um, he's the one that appointed me a watchman. He's the one that came to me one day and said that God told him that he has appointed me to be a watchman. So, you know, knowing the word Genesis 1:14, we know he put the sun, the moon there for times and seasons, years and days. Then Luke 21, 25, Jesus Christ, you know, I follow him. I don't follow what anyone else says. He says that the signs are in the sun, the moon and the stars. So, that's why he has me in this position looking at the sun, the moon, and the stars. And I'm completely against astrology, but the signs are there. As you can see, you know, this <laughs> obviously in 2017, September 23rd, that wasn't the Revelation 12 sign, the sign, because when it happens, the stars fall and the rapture happens. But it was a huge sign. And if it wasn't for that sign, we wouldn't have known where the woman was or where to look for this woman being clothed with the sun or the moon under her feet. So, yeah, Jesus is the one that says it. He says that's exactly where the signs are in the sun, the moon and the stars. And he put them there for signs. As I said, Genesis 1:14. that's exactly what the word says. So, <clears throat> I mean, you're going to see signs in Israel and signs of the times. But the signs of his coming are in the heavens. Yeah, and his heaven, the heavens declare his glory, do they not? Amen. 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 Um, yeah, so listen, it's very interesting, the work that you do. Um, and, and like I stated, that there are going to be some people who are a little leery about getting into this area. But how how can you, and thank you for sharing your testimony, by the way, how can you uh, decipher the difference between astrology and what uh, what you're doing here with your ministry? Man, that's a good question. That's a great question. And it's hard. It's a fine line because there's only several astronomers that have actually that are believers that have actually like Esther, for instance, the asteroid Esther was literally named after Esther in the Bible. 
But as you know, other things in heaven are like Mars is named after a false god that the Romans used to worship, the god of war. So it's very difficult to study the stars and, you know, um, not cross that line over into astrology because a lot of these stars are named after false gods. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a fine uh, line there that, you know, obviously you're not going to be doing horoscopes as these no. <laughs> mediums or the psychics do. Um, you're not uh, defining what's going to happen in that person's life, um, specific life, based on what's going on in the stars, right? Um, right. This is no, stuff no, that no. pertains to uh, a story that's happening and that's uncovering pretty much, right, in, in, in the stars. Um, yes. But it, keeping it in a biblical perspective. Is that a right. fair assessment? Absolutely. And, you know, this isn't nothing new to us because the devil, he's the copycat. You know, he always tries to copy God. So it's the same scenario with this. You know, the word tells us that our father has named every star. So he has a name for every single one of them. But then man came along and decided to name these wandering stars, planets and call them false gods and wreck everything. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> we want to focus on if it doesn't line up with the Bible, then we don't want it, you know? Well, sure. Absolutely. There's his word is authority. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, this is something that you've been studying. You've, you've felt led to, by the Lord um, to bring this information out. Um, you've said uh, your brother pretty much um, had, uh, had been the one to pinpoint this calling on your life. So yes. um, very interesting stuff. We'll, we'll get into a little bit of what you've been uncovering here. So uh, brother Patrick, um, I don't know if there's any, uh, anyone else before we get into that study, anyone else on the panel that has any questions for you regarding your testimony or anything else, but if you do gentlemen. Well, I think I'm going to, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and watch <laughs> you guys over the internet. Um, I'm starting okay. to get some pain. So. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're. You're still but, feeling uh, the pain, brother. I, I thank thanks, you for coming. Thanks, on. Patrick, for being on here. Yeah. You know, I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm gonna. God listen, bless your knees. We know, we know you've been on your knees praying a lot, bro. Yeah, so. That's probably what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Wore them out. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, just be blessed and, uh, Greg, have a good night. My best oh, you to your too, wife brother. and kids too. Thank Take you. Care. Thank God you, bye. God bless you. Uh, so uh, we continue with this uh, research, uh, but Bob, Michael, do you have anything that you want to add before? Yeah. Um, nope. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say to to keep in remembrance, guys, that there's so much that's going on in the world, that, and especially in the studies, it's absolutely 100% truth coming from the scripture. And the enemy knows this, and that's why there's so many different divinations and, and doctrines of demons and devils that have come out of this stuff because the enemy obviously knows that there's you know the gospel is written in the stars again what psalms 19 where the heavens declare the glory of god and the firmament showeth his handiwork and it's it's absolutely true so we have 
those awesome revelations given to us by God, but it's leave it to Satan to always take those things and try to pervert it and twist it for his own gain. So just always keep that and remember, and there's, there's pastors out there who always say for everything real, there's always going to be a a counterfeit. So just remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Satan hijacked this whole system. You know, God created it and the Satan and the, the fallen angel, Satan learned it from what God showed them. Okay. But then they applied it to themselves so they could be worshipped. That's all they did. And they're just going to, they know, they know what the stars say. And so he's trying to align his <laughs> antichrist and his kingdom with the stars as well. Absolutely. Okay? And we'll, we'll see, we'll see how well that plays out. You know, <laughs> I'm sure they're going to take that Revelation 12 sign, apply it to him. Someone's going to come along, you know, and make this thing work for the antichrist. I'm sure, you know. And, uh, you know, another interesting too this month is, uh, um, Greg, before, uh, Pastor Patrick gets started, is that we have two full moons this month. Yes. Yes. We have a, what we is do. that? It's called a blue moon, right? They yeah. consider that a blue moon. We have two super Very... moons this month. Yeah. Now, yeah. Super, I don't know how many super blue moons. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's super moons. So wow. it's like, now you remember your dreams about the rapture dealing with two moons? Yes, I, I do. Like, Very man, much so. Greg, yeah, I'll know. just say, you guys, I'm sure you're aware of it, and I've said it many times, and it's the most dreamed about rapture dream, two moons. Yeah, yep. yeah. I've seen them on my moons. channel here. Well, it's interesting, uh, before we get started, I've seen um, them come on my channel a few times. One always sticks out to me. One is like a full moon, and the other one's full, and then it breaks into pieces. Wow. You know? And, um, <laughs> and the stars like, fall? <laughs> yeah, when the stars fall. Or it's, it could also mean too. It's like it's like one, and then that one is finished. Then the next one shows up. So it's not you're not gonna see two moons. One's gonna come come along. The first one will come along around the fifteenth, sixteenth, and it's gonna be a full moon. And that one will be done away with, which is why I think that one fell to pieces. And right. then the next one was a full moon again. So indicating same moon, just two different times. You know. But I'll never yeah. forget that dream, though. That's a really interesting. But that's this month too. How awesome is that? It's yeah, pretty it's awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you, brothers and uh, brother Patrick. Let's get right into your your research here. Uh, the latest video you posted, um, you went into the Revelation twelve sign, and um, we're going to bring this up here. This graphic and. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about this? Yeah. Most of you know chapter 12, Revelation. And it starts out with the woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. And that's exactly what we have right here. And it's happening right after the Feast of Trumpets. It's actually going to be a three-day gap because since the Feast of Trumpets falls on a Sabbath this year, they're going to blow the trumpet on the second day, on the 16th, which we talked about right before we got on the live stream. There's the Invicta games that run from the 9th to the 16th, and we'll be able to go over more of that later. But I want to get right into the sign. Um, so, yeah, as you can see, the woman's clothed with the sun. The moon's under her feet. There's an asteroid called Lydia, which she was famous in the Bible for actually letting Paul and them stay at her home for one. But she was famous for her dye, her purple dye and clothing. 
So it's very powerful that she is the one, that asteroid named Lydia is with the sun clothing the woman because she's known for her clothes. And then as you can see, the child is going through the woman and those lines are imaginary lines. So we don't actually know when the child, we don't actually know when Jesus Christ is showing us that the child is actually born. So we're waiting on that and we're following that. And it's not a coincidence. It can only be God's odds that there's an asteroid named 6,000 United Nations. It, it's two days in front of the child. They're both going in the same direction, out of the woman, down. So for the United Nations to be two days ahead of the child in Revelation 12 saying that the dragon stood before the child waiting for the child to be born so it could devour the child. It sets the stage. It's the perfect picture. If there was ever a billboard or something Jesus Christ was going to show us that this was the time, this looks like it to me. And then, you know, as you can see down by her feet, there's an asteroid called Yeshua, which I've been tracking for a long time. Um, I believe that that asteroid is the father and the son, just like we know the word says that they're one. So, and then you have the asteroid Miriam right there, which also means Mary. So you have Jesus's mom, Jesus, the father and Jesus, the son, all down there watching the United Nations leading the way for this asteroid child on the Revelation 12 sign during a Jubilee, during the SDG summit for the seven year covenant with many, which has a lot to do with going green. And at the beginning of this year, Jesus Christ kept telling me <laughs> green means go. He showed it to me and confirmed it over and over for like January, February, March, April, May, over and over. Green means go. Green means go. Green means go. So, <laughs> so I'm expecting him. And if you dig deeper, there's so much more into this sign. There's a lot that we don't have on there right now. But as you can see, right next to the wandering star Mars is the asteroid Didymos. And you guys are aware of the DART mission. They say that they, and there's videos of it, smashing a satellite into this asteroid to change its course because it was Earth-directed. So the course that they happen to change it to is right into the woman. I mean... We don't believe in coincidences, and we know this can only be God's odds, so that is a major part of the picture right there is Didymos. And Didymos in Hebrew means Thomas, the twin. So if you remember, <laughs> and I know you do, Esau came out first, then Jacob, the twins. And this is representing that we're heading towards Jacob's trouble. And I'm feeling the Holy Spirit right now. Praise you, Father. Holy bumps all over me. Jacob's trouble is ahead of us, family. You know the tribulation, the last seven years of tribulation is coming immediately. And I have to get this out. He wants me to tell everybody this. All these people, all these brothers and sisters, I love you guys so much. The mid-tribbers and people that are posting all these comments saying, you know, the pre-trib's a lie from the devil and we're going to go through all this and that. But I'm going to stop that right now. It's Acts chapter 2, family. In the last days, he'll pour out his spirit upon all flesh and we'll have visions and dreams of the rapture. 
That's why we're having these visions and dreams. That's why everybody's having these two moon visions and dreams. He's not giving us these dreams so we could say, oh, you know, to play an ugly, mean joke on us and like, oh, I'm going to show you guys that the rapture is coming and then I'm going to make you go through the seven year tribulation and be left behind. And that's not happening. The brothers and sisters that are watching, they're the ones that are having the rapture dreams. Um, I've been working with people because he says to make all people disciples. So that's what I've been doing. And as I'm working with brothers and sisters and getting them to start watching, they're having rapture dreams and they've never had rapture dreams before until they started watching. Why? Because he's telling us that he's coming to get us. It's it's right there. It's the word. There's no way that he's going to leave us behind if we have the Holy Spirit family. It's Romans 8, 11. You have the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from death and he'll quicken your mortal body and give you life. That's eternal life. The opposite of, you know, immortal immortality. And that's where we're headed, family. So keep watching right now. And I know this, too. I have to say this. All of us are being attacked. The whole body of Christ and you guys could feel these attacks through other members of the body. And it's the worst it's ever been. And that's because this is the final push, you know, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that the rapture is related to childbirth all over the word. And that's what's happening. We're in labor. And, you know, I've been there when women have delivered, you know, had babies. And I've heard women say, I don't want to do this anymore. And it's like, it's too late. Well, that's where we're at. We're at that place where it's hurting all of us so bad and we all have a little bit of strength and we're just like, oh, like one thing after the other. And we're just praising Jesus Christ through all these horrible things, being crucified daily, all these attacks. We're trying to love people. The hearts of many are growing cold, waxing cold. And so it's getting even harder to love everybody. It's the last push, family. So we got to push hard and get that baby out. It's coming, you know, so that's why everybody's feeling all of that. You know, and a, another part of why you're feeling all this weight is because you're watching and you're seeing all this evil and wicked stuff going on in the world. And it's hard on our hearts because God has, you know, we're born again. So we're living in love and mercy and forgiveness. And we're just like, this is so terrible. It's crushing us. So what God is showing us is exactly what the word says, is that the woman will be travailing the child. <laughs> like that's what's happening. We're travailing. We're going through the birth pains. The baby's coming out. And this is the picture that God has given us. It, there's no such thing in coincidences. And this right here would be beyond astronomical odds for all of these bodies and these asteroids and planets, stars to be all lined up. Very so, yeah, right under Didymos to finish it up is the asteroid 666. That's exactly what the number of that asteroid is. And as you can see, it has the word demon in it. So and there's a lot more, you know, right above Lydia, actually right by her right shoulder is an asteroid called Francis. And another brother brought it to our attention. Right next to that is an asteroid called the Red Queen. And I'm going to put that stuff. I'm going to put those in the new picture and show everybody ASAP, God willing. But, yeah, it just keeps unfolding. And, and there's more there, too. There's a lot more. Um, but we want you to see the main mm -hmm. characters as this plays out. And the main characters are biblical. 
the dragon, the beast, Yeshua, (laughs) Miriam, (laughs) you know, 6,000 years, six millenniums, uh, you know, 666 is in there, Lydia's in there, it's all in there, family, the child. Mm -hmm. So this celestial billboard, I love how you put that, because this is, this is a celestial billboard, okay, for us. We're looking right now. I don't think the the I don't think the high priests and the rabbis in Israel are looking at this right now, Pastor Patrick. <laughs> they probably nope. should. I think some some of them might be like you know closet believers watching your videos right now. But what's interesting? I have a question for you. Uh, so we have this celestial billboard taking place now. This billboard begins. It's uh everything starts coming into in the picture around the 15th of September till the 19th, 20th, right? Every, all the asteroids pass through. and it, That does much. look like the grand finale of it. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that that's the case because biblically the woman doesn't give birth to the child until she's clothed with the sun and the moon's under her feet. So, yeah, it's a buildup from Rosh Hashanah. It's actually a buildup from the anniversary of the great American solar eclipse on August 21st, 2017. Remember the revelation 12 sign was 33 days after that. Well, this year child goes into right across the line where, you know, the body would be on the anniversary of gas, great American solar eclipse. So I think that stands out too. You know, he knows that we're sheep and sheep are dumb. So he's like, I'm going to have to tell them 15 times and repeat it and show them these anniversaries and do the same thing over and over and over again, like Passover. Mm-hmm. Well, he's certainly dropping a lot right here. I mean, it's, it's all, you know, Patrick, this is almost comical. I mean, there is so much stuff here. Okay. Yeah, and there's so much, much, there's much more that you just mentioned. Okay, that's not on this. You know, I would like to because I want to build a um a one a snapshot of the whole thing with the mm-hmm. planets and the asteroids. Right and around this, I'm going to do that. And I'll give it to you if you want to use it. Okay. Yes. God kind of gave me a gift to do, for doing stuff like that. And um, one thing I've one thing is very interesting. I want to point out is a fact. I want to go back to the fact that uh, United Nations uh, asteroid. And the uh, the nine nations asteroid and the child asteroid passes through her room out between her legs. So the United Nations comes first, uh, and then the uh, child asteroid comes second. And I love how you pointed out that that was a representation, uh, a parallel to Esau and Jacob. Esau yeah. came first, and then the promised child came second. You know, so this is a definitely, God's like, hey, you remember this? Remember when this happened? <laughs> well, this means it's time for Jacob's trouble. The fact yeah. that you see this thing happening right here. Yeah, the king is coming. Let me tell you something else that he just showed me. Like, you know, the Gemini, they call it the Gemini constellation. And, and just so everybody knows, because a lot of people are like, well, the Illuminati named these stars and they're, they're the ones tricking us and some of these stars and asteroids were named 200 years ago, 400 years ago by astronomers. Whoever finds the asteroid is the one who names it. So I just want you guys to know that. So, you know, God works through people. So anyways, 
Um, and I want to touch on something else real quick, too. You guys know that they do most of their dirt on the sixth day of the week. They do most of their dirt on eclipses, new moons. Um, I believe that they're very aware of this sign and the way it went viral in 2017. I'm sure they've been watching it ever since. So it's not a coincidence that they set up this summit on the very day that this is happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm seeing a lot of that happening right now. I don't know if you guys see that, but it happened twice last year. It happened Passover again this year. It just happened on the Feast of Wine. Um, I really think they watch us. They watch what we do here in these communities, the Washington communities. I think that's one of the reasons why my channel still continues to operate, because they want to see what the Holy Spirit is showing us. And when they see us begin, like, gathering around certain spots, like, hey, this date looks really good, and the community starts buzzing about that date, they start making moves with Congress and start say, hey, we're, we need to do a UFO disclosure, and yep. we need to do it around that, that week. And then that's what they did. They did it at Passover. They did it at Trumpets. They did it at Passover last year. Now, they did it at the Feast of Wine because they saw this big buildup for it. And they put that big disclosure meeting, and they put, put some stuff out. But guess what? It went quiet. I haven't seen anything after that. It just went quiet. Now they're mm -hmm. quiet, but now they're waiting for something else. So it's, you know, it's kind of weird. I, I kind really, of interesting how that happened right on seven twenty six, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, they, I really they, they know that it means harpazo, and they know we're sounding the alarm, and they're like, "Wow!" If the res see, here's another thing. A lot of people are talking about it's a rapture cover up. But the resurrection happens first. And if you watch all these movies, these spaceships, they beam people up with these lights and they lift them up. It looks like a resurrection. So yeah. more than likely, that's what they're trying to cover up is the resurrection. And people are going to freak when they see this happen. And, you know. That's another reason why they want to block out the sky and be, yep. able, you know, be able to cover that stuff up. Yeah, so, they're, so they're like, man, they're, they're like, well, I, I agree with you completely, Bob. They're probably saying to themselves, this could be it, you know. And remember, who runs the guy that runs them has been around longer than all of us and everyone. He's been here since the beginning, so he knows the word. He knows the stars. He knows what they're really named. He knows a lot. And I don't want to give him any credit because he's the deceiver, but the facts mm -hmm. are is he's been here longer than us. So he's why he, you know, it's obvious they call him the all seeing eye for a reason. He's watching us watch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're basically dog calling them right now. The yeah. media and stuff. We're dog calling them because when we start getting excited about something, then they start showing up. So I, what's, what's today? The ninth, eighth, no, eighth. eighth. They're, they're going to put something out around the 15th, 16th. Something's going to happen. There's going to be some UFO stuff that goes down around the 13th or 14th. Yeah. You know, because now that's another high watch because there's a, another celestial alignment that Aaron, Aaron got him in it found. He put out a video about it. It's around the 15th, 16th <laughs> of this month. So that's another celestial we rapture, love you, Aaron. Rap, rapture alignment that they have there. So don't be surprised that they. I don't know, launch yeah. a balloon. Some guy comes out and says something. Somebody lands in somebody's backyard, something. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> just, a, just a heads up, if everyone don't know, there's an Obama dinner on the 19th of August. On oh, an Obama dinner? An yeah, Obama nation so, dinner? 
Yeah, usually they're playing something when he does that. And and I got to bring this out because um, years ago, before I knew about him, I had a dream that he came into my house, like someone knocked on the door and I was laying on the couch. So I just opened the door. He came in and he invited me and Christina to a dinner. And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, where's your kids at, dude? And he was like, they're in the limo and da, da, da. And I was like, well, we're already going to a dinner. And my wife's in the kitchen cooking right now on the phone. And he was trying to talk to her, but she was on the phone, so he couldn't. Well, anyways, no joke, bro. He turned around. And when he turned around, there was a third arm coming out of his back, like a little decrepit third arm. And I heard in the spirit, in my dream, he's the Antichrist. And I was Hmm. like, whoa. So, yeah. Did you say that was about uh, Obama? Yeah. 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 I, I actually, I don't think I've ever mentioned it now that we're talking about dreams and Obama. I actually had a dream about him once about two years ago and um, it was really short. I remember walking outside and I seen him and his children and his wife and they were in this real big, like a white F-250, like super duty, like brand new truck. And it was just so large. And I remember looking at it and I was like, what are they doing here? That was the whole dream, but it was just so random. But you brought that up, and I was like, wow, that's a perfect time yeah, to mention that. Well, <laughs> yeah. So here's, here was my point, and I wanted to get this across to you guys, that when this dream happened, he was the president. He was in his first term. And I had no idea that he would be having dinners in 2023. Yeah. How many presidents, you know, is mm-hmm. – <laughs> do the Bushes have dinners? Do the Clintons have dinners? Does Trump have dinners? Well, Trump is starting to, I guess he does. Yeah, I got an email so. plan. I just got an email like yesterday saying that he's inviting me to dinner. And I started laughing like, because my opinion is a lot of people think that he's going to pull America out of this. But the truth, I mean, oh, no. what I feel is they're all, I believe every one of these people are all in on it together. Yeah, oh, yeah we are. That's we're in Obama's chance. third term right now. He's a yeah. shadow guy running this government. It's not. It's not. And I thought that. Uh, I don't even think that's Biden, man. I've been seeing all these pictures now and stuff like that. Video. Oh, yeah. His yeah. face <laughs> and all wrinkled and stuff. No, like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's two wings of the same bird, really. I mean, you yeah. Know. If you yeah. look at if you look at the older pictures of yeah. him and Obama, he's taller than Obama, and now he's shorter than Obama. And I'm like, yeah. wow, how's that work? Yeah, I've seen some of those things before. It is pretty interesting, and not to mention that. Uh, before Obama left office, he had that interview and he was like, you know, it'd be cool if I could just stay in my basement. Yeah, for four years. Yeah, that's literally what he said he wanted to do anyway. So you know, they put it right out in our face. It's some, I, I believe that our father has some kind of deal with the devil that he has to release it before he could actually do it. So he's got to let the cat out of the bag. And the way that he does it, he puts it right in people's faces. And they're like, there, there's no way that could be real. And it's like, yeah, it's real. Like, you know. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he you can't know, really he, do anything without the father's permission anyway. So exactly. uh, there's nothing that can be done without. Exactly. I mean, God has come complete control. Yeah, I think man. that's where another people, a lot of people get, get it wrong. They still think, okay, well, devil has a lot of power. No, he doesn't. He's limited. No, God has a lot he's of mercy. What he can do. <laughs> he's limited. He's, a, he, he's stuck in a movie that he has to play out. That's right. what's going on. It's not it's like this thing. The God already seen the whole thing. He already threw him into the lake of fire. The whole yep. timeline's done. So now the whole the, the movie's just being played out right now. You can't change the end of the DVD. 
can't change the end of the, the reel. The movie's already done. In fact, God gave us a book. It's called a book of Revelation that tells us how this movie's going to end for him. You yes. know, so he's going to lose. But yeah. I don't if we think I think we talked about that before. I'm not sure what he's thinking. He's like, no, it can't happen that way. I could change it. I could change my <laughs> stars. I could change my stripes, you know. <laughs> so yeah. he, he 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 believes something, but evidently, I mean everything else has gone perfect since Genesis. Everything else has gone perfect. You know, why would not why would this time be any different? Oh, it you won't know? be, Bob. So, I mean, it's hard to swallow right now. You see everything that's happening. I, I lived in this country for 48 years and seen this country as best, and now I'm turning to an absolute toilet over mm. the last three years, okay? And it's hard to swallow. It's hard to watch. It's hard to, I mean, just, you 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 cannot turn on the news and get good news anywhere. There's not one single good thing that the Biden administration has done for this country since the inception of his administration back in 2021 okay nice. they haven't done one good thing name one good thing they've done for america is not a single thing nothing they made that they absolutely decimated this country you know and you know that's that's been hard for me to swallow i don't know about you guys super hard to swallow but what gives me hope is the blessed hope okay we're, 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 we're just Amen. in the hotel that's falling apart and we're yeah. leaving the hotel in the morning. <laughs> I was going to say, Bob, he, he is the good news. That's the only Amen. good news we got left. Amen. Yeah, That's the truth. Yeah, we're in a Motel yeah. 6 right now. <laughs> Buckle <laughs> up. The roach is here. Crazy. Yeah, like, the hotel, Before he the got in there, I was like, man, if he gets in there, it's a wrap. Like it's, and he's in there. Oh, it's going to be a dark winter. And I'm like, oh, people have no idea. Like, yeah. you know, they literally are trying to destroy the country and the world, bro. It's obvious. And yeah. yeah, there's so much to it. And, you know, with the word, it tells us when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction comes and they will not escape like a woman travailing in birth. So, that's what I see. You know, you guys seen mm-hmm. it too. I know you did. Yeah. Um, the Georgia Guidestones. It was oh, up yes. forever, and then somebody blew it up, and then they knocked it down with a bulldozer right before. That, that's what we're talking about is how the devil has to show people his plan first before he does it. And they're so asleep that they ain't even catching it. And it's like, this is a depopulation world. Yeah. Like, that's, wake yeah. up. You know, they're planning on taking people out. That's what's going on here. Oh, and if yeah. it wasn't for the elect's sake, no flesh would be saved. But praise our Father, Jesus Christ intervenes and foils their well, plan. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it, too. And I know I mentioned this before here on Uptime, but uh, the Georgia Guidestones were like a satanic Ten Commandments. And it almost right. seems eerily reminiscent that they are following the same patterns of the scripture when Moses busted the commandments, they're going to be issuing Whoa. in a new set. Oh. Nice so, catch, bro. Yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely something highly occultic and symbolic that they did there because there's absolutely wow. no way that they would not have been able to find who did that. Good catch. Not in that remote location. Right? Wow. Does it almost seem like the devil's mad at the people that are following him because they're not killing enough people or something? I don't know, bro. <laughs> and, well, just instituting a... The a new satanic covenant in a sense is what I I see it as almost that, that does not sound good. Being a you know a covenant with death that he's coming to bring in the mark right, right. so he's kind of like so, following those type of patterns trying to 
basically be a antichrist. Or, I see you know it, I mean? right? Because, in, yeah. Because they were worshiping the false, the golden calf, and Moses came down and he busted the first tablets, but then he got the second one. So he broke the Georgia Guidestones because he's about to set no hide, the no hide laws or the mm -hmm. original Old Testament laws. And, you know, I want to mm -hmm. touch on that real quick, too. A lot of people that voted for Biden and they voted for him to vote for abortion and gay marriage and all these things. But when the trib happens, the false messiah, he's not going to be supporting gay marriage and <laughs> the murder. And he's going to be going by these Old Testament laws. And you're not going to be able to commit adultery. You're not going to be able to get away with this stuff that people have been voting for and they're taking pleasure in. And it's like, oh, you guys that get left behind, man, you're going to the whole flip. The whole script is just going to flip instantly. And everything that you guys wanted is going to be pulled out right from underneath you like a rug. That's right. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of things happening true. right now. You got to, you know, Daniel's 70th week is about to start. I mean, so many things are reverting back to where they were 2000 years ago. For example, we have now an outbreak of leprosy in central Florida. Okay. Leprosy is starting to spread across this nation. Talk about, you know, pestilence or Jesus was talking about that takes place for his return. We are starting to deal with biblical ancient pestilence. All right. Yes. And you think, okay, okay, we got, we got stuff to take care of that. Yeah. It's called antibiotics. Now, I don't know if you guys heard anything, but we're starting to have a shortage of antibiotics, aren't we? Yeah. And we don't have as many, many antibiotics that we used to. Okay. Taiwan and China, where we get all that stuff from. Okay, they're not friendly with us no more. Mm -mm. So, yeah, you might have leprosy, but we may not be able to get you enough antibiotics to cure you. So now leprosy could spread all across this nation. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because it goes with the X, right? The 10, 10 yeah. plagues, 10 That's kings, right. 10 plagues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's coming, you know. And, I, and let's look on the positive side of that, too. If he is coming this year right away, which that's what it looks like he's telling us in the spiritual billboard. Um, don't you think that he's going to give us the power to more power than we already? I mean, we already have it, but now we're going to start seeing how we have it more. I think that now's the time to be courageous and stand up and lay hands on people in wheelchairs. And, you know, anybody that you see that you think that you have a heart that God might want to use you to have Jesus heal them. Now's the time family. This is crunch time. And let's just say, Amen. let's say that this is the rapture and we go home September. These are our last opportunities to heal the sick and, you know, everything and pray for people and, you know, you guys know as well as I do. I've been noticing it. One of the reasons why I'm sharing this is because I've been noticing it in my own life as I pray for people that, you know, call me and ask for prayers like it's happening like that. Mm. Yeah. So you're seeing kind of more of a releasing of the spirit of, you know, allowing allowing these things to happen during yeah. this period. Right. Act. That's interesting. Too. Yeah. Pour out his Very spirit good. upon all Very flesh. So why wouldn't we have this power and more? You know, we're going to have more faith. These are all faith builders to us as yeah. the world's falling apart and people's hearts are waxing cold. And we're seeing, you know, war and rumors of war and kingdom rise against kingdom and everything Jesus said. It's just making us stronger in our faith. And we're like, yeah, it's all Amen. being fulfilled. You know what? What happens if we wake up tomorrow and Damascus is a ruinous heap? 
oh, I'm going to have my Bible in my hand everywhere I go, showing people 17.1. It's going to boost my faith, too. And I'm going to be like, man, you see, it's happening. And, you know, Jesus lives inside of me and he wants you healed. Can I pray for you? Can I lay hands on you? You know, boom, you know. Yeah. I'll tell you, I went to um, Hmm. Tom Loud. He had a healing conference two days and I went to his training, his healing training conference and. One of the things that he said that stood out the most to me is if you don't try, or he said, the only way you could fail is if you don't try. So it really stuck with me. And I'm like, man, because, you know, you get those opportunities when you see somebody in a wheelchair and Jesus is like, go lay hands on them and raise them up out of that wheelchair. And you're like, but Jesus, they're in a wheelchair. They're crippled. Like, (laughs) you know, you don't have that type of faith. Well, I'm hoping and praying and I'm expecting us to have more faith in these very last Amen. days. Yeah. You know, finish well, this race it, super strong. We see Damascus a, get destroyed, family. Yeah. You know that's the time. There's going to be a short window before we depart. So yeah. we got to. It is it. interesting that you bring that to, to attention there, Patrick, especially with the healing, because, you know, some people are up in arms about, uh, uh, you know, the fact that there are so many people out there doing different healings and they'll attribute it to uh, the other side. Okay. They'll attribute it to. Uh, possible demonic activity and that's not always the case folks i don't believe that that god's going to allow even during these times (laughs) that devil's going to have all the uh power to uh, just go against you know to to have the supernatural be present well remember what jesus said right The apostles said, hey, we got these, you know, crazy people, these weird people over here, and they're casting out demons in your name. And Jesus told them to leave them alone and let them do it because they're doing it in his name. So, and I want to touch on this, too. You guys were talking about it earlier. Like, we can't be petty. You know, we can't, you know, nitpick and change. Oh, this word could mean 10 different things. And, you know, even though you're preaching the gospel, you're not doing it the right way. And we got to stay away from all of that and just be thankful that people that we're trying our hardest. You know, we all make mistakes. And as long as we're trying to follow the word and we're not doing it out of filthy lucre and our hearts where it's supposed to be, that's what's up. We're not supposed to knock and discourage people and knock them down because here's the deal. We catch the fish. Jesus cleans the fish. Yeah. You know, we're not the deliverer, the Holy Spirit's who makes us righteous and teaches us how to preach correctly and, it's Amen. not man. Yeah. You know, if I yeah, go and I tell you, hey, Bob, you're not saying that right. You're going to be like, yeah, whatever, dude. I ain't even hearing you. Like the Holy Spirit's guiding yeah. me. And I'm like, yeah, the Holy Spirit is guiding you. So I shouldn't have said anything. Well, that's how we have to be, family. Uh, yeah. He desires mercy over sacrifice. He told us to love our enemies. And right now it's very important. And I believe that's why that last super moon was on the Jewish day of love. He was reminding us because when we have full moons, people act crazy. We've known this forever. It's in the movies, you know, for your own personal experiences. So we had the second supermoon on Tubiav, the day of love. And I, I, I took it as a reminder, you know, when people step on me, kick me, spit on me, kick me when I'm down, you know, I'm supposed to love them. When I'm carrying my cross uphill, dragging it and I'm dying and hurting and, you know, people are crossing me and, you know, talking bad to me or doing dirty things to me. You know, the best thing to do is just love them and bless them. And, you know, he tells mm-hmm. us even your enemies were supposed to give them food and drink. And it's like pouring hot coals on their head. So the whole breakdown is to everybody that's listening. Sure, there's a lot of people out there doing evil stuff and mean stuff and they're not acting right. But just remember, 
Don't take revenge because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Amen. And also, you know, when those moments happen, I'm sure the the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance some of the things that you've done. And it yeah. makes it a pretty humbling experience to remember <laughs> yeah, that. Not actually, just letting you guys, you know, just being realistic, you know, that happened to me today. I was like, I can't believe someone did that, you know, today. <laughs> and then as soon as I had that thought rise up in my heart, the Lord just brought to remember it something. And I was like, Lord, forgive me. You know, God bless that person. Yeah. Jesus, please help them to overcome the problems that they're having. Amen, you know, bro. It's and you, like, you know, man, it's really not us anyway, because it's not a battle of the flesh and blood. So we know who's doing it. Amen. Yeah. You know? It's so wild that you say that about the healing and everything. If you guys can suffer through one more dream, I thought it was really interesting, actually, because I had a dream yesterday and it was really vivid. And obviously, you know, I'm not a surgeon and <laughs> that's not my medical profession. But uh, I was in an operating room and someone was having heart surgery and I was there and there was a doctor and they were putting in a new heart. And they were, I mean, it was just so vivid, so real. It felt like I was actually there. I've ne- I've only had a handful of dreams like this. And Bob, you know what I'm talking about with certain rapture dreams. They just feel like you're just actually there. You can feel the intensity of the situation. Oh, yeah. And oh, they, were yeah. cha- they were replacing this man's heart. And uh, they were reconnecting all the, the different valves and arteries. And uh, they tried to use these little electrodes like a defibrillator to start it. And they couldn't start it. And I remember just... And they were like, oh, we, we lost one, you know, and I felt just so even in my dream, I just felt so like this, that you just can't give up on someone like that. And I remember grabbing his hand and praying to the guy and I looked at his name on the paperwork and I was like, Lord, you know, I was like, we may be able to change out parts, but only you can give life and you're the great position. And it was so, so real. And as I was praying in the dream, I could feel the guy start squeezing my hand and I woke up and I was like, wow. I was like, and I had this feeling like the Lord was saying that we need to start to pray more to start healing people. So I just want to share that. So that's confirmation for me, bro. Thank you. I'm going to let you know, I'm going to give you a quick testimony. And and that's the, uh, the fact that I did find someone who is by Walmart who was suffering from rheumatoid arthritis. And I think I may have shared this once before, but she was in a lot of pain and she needed, she needed help. She needed money. First of all, she asked me for some, for for some money. And I said, well, I, you know, she was asked for a dollar. Okay. I happen to have a $10 in my wallet. Okay. I have, I have cards. I have debit cards. I'll use that instead. So I took out the last of what I had. I said, well, I don't have a dollar, but I have I have 10 and I'll give this to you. She said, oh, my, you know, the, the G word. Oh, my OMG. Right. And I said, well, I'm, I'm not I'm not that. But I do know a wonderful God and a Lord and Savior. <laughs> and I want to let you know that and he loved that he loves you. And uh, I want to pray for you. Uh, and I don't know what what compelled me to do it at that point. But I just wanted to pray over her, and I just, I just laid my hands on her. And said, "In the name of Jesus, uh, you know." First of all, I found out what what was wrong with her, obviously, and I just said, "In the name of," may I pray on you, pray over you, and I said, "In the name of Jesus, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, go right now in Jesus' name." And I just felt compelled to do this. All right, this is this is real, folks, and I remember seeing at the corner of my eye and my peripheral. Another person just kind of 
surveying what's going on, you know, just watching what's going on. And I just kept, kept at it. Nothing, nothing happened, but I just felt compelled to keep going. And she still felt pain. I said, in the name of Jesus, rheumatoid arthritis, go. And that is the point where she just got up and her eyes just lit up. And she said, my goodness, it's gone. All the pain was gone. Amazingly. And I was, I think, just as amazed as she was when that happened. And I couldn't, I just said, praise Jesus. I shared the gospel with her. And the person who was watching that whole time came over and said, I'm I'm a trucker from Brooklyn. I just want to say, let you know, I'm also a believer in Christ. I just saw what happened there. And and we both started ministering to, ministering to her. And lo and behold, and she, uh, I bumped into her probably not, not too long ago. And she was, she was healed. She was cured of this. Folks. All glory to our father. I, I can't Amen. explain, I can't explain so awesome. it. Um, But if you're going to attribute that, attribute that to the enemy's work i'd have to say personally (laughs) i I think you're in the wrong okay um if that's not of god the love that was poured out that day on that woman especially just happened to a believer just happened to be there at the same time coming from uh, miles away to do a delivery and just started ministering to her at that time as well and sharing the gospel I mean, my goodness, yeah. God is Remember, good. Remember, brother, Yeshua God, went, through, awesome. Yeshua went awesome. through the exact same thing, and he healed yeah. someone, and they said that he was working for the devil. And it's like, yeah, oh. I was going like, to say the that. Devil, yeah. The devil ain't mm-hmm. trying to heal nobody or tell anybody about the rapture or any of that. Like, yeah, exactly. Folks, that's real. I have no reason to lie to you about that. Oh, I know it's amazing. Real. It, was oh, amazing. Yeah. it was an amazing experience. I can't explain what happened, but it was faith, that faith that he tells yes. his disciples as, as, right. uh, uh, as a grain of a mustard seed. It's not as small as a mustard seed. See, the translations have changed that. It's, it's a, this, the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, not as small as mustard seed, grain right. of a mustard it's seed. Grain you of can a tell mustard. this it's mountain like yes, to go over here and it will be done. That is the faith. Oh, yeah, as soon, as soon as you know that, it, as soon as you know that Jesus is going to heal that person, they're healed instantly. Boom. And and see, I'll just I got to be a hundred percent real, always, forever. Praise God. Um, I have a hundred percent rate of Jesus healing people for arthritis. Like every time that He's ever had me lay hands on somebody that had arthritis, He healed them. I wouldn't lie, family. Um, it's the bigger ones, you know, obviously my wife, she escaped and she had cancer. And, you know, when you're up against these big ones, then that's when the doubt comes in. That's when the devil says, oh, this is too big for you. And you know what you tell him? Yeah, you're right. It is too big for me, but not for Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, you're healed. Bam. And if you believe it, it will happen. But as soon as that doubt, which is the opposite of faith and doubt is a yeah. sin, as soon as you let that enter in, it won't work. You know, some people, yeah. when they did that, and I've done that, too. I've actually healed my grandma of a big cyst on her leg before she died. But she had oh, to sing Jesus forever. Yep. And and uh, I, I prayed over it, and she was supposed to go to the surgery the very next day, and it burst that morning and healed up that day. It was gone. Wow, it just drained it itself. Years, giving her problems. 
and this is years ago. But, you know, one thing I want to make sure, and the Lord's been putting, it's funny how we're talking about this today, because over the last couple of days, the Lord's been putting this on my heart about praying over people for healing. You always got to make sure that you don't include I in there. I command in the name of Jesus Christ. Right. Don't right. put your faith, don't do that. It's nothing yeah. to do with you. It's like in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed. Okay, what did what go what did, in what Jesus' did Michael, name? What did Michael the archangel say to Satan? I yep. rebuke you. No, yep. he said. Oh, yep. Lord, I was getting ready. I was actually Lord just getting ready to say that. Yeah, yeah wow, that's so awesome. And I, I don't I even. What, I don't even tell him I rebuke you because yeah. I just said the Lord rebuked you. So you're right. We're on the same exactly. page, brother. Amen. That's so awesome that you say that, uh, Bob. Because I um I remember I've gone through so much spiritual warfare ever since being born again, especially ever since starting the channel. And just dealing with just all kinds of crazy stuff that would be almost unbelievable if I explained it. But I actually had come to that realization, too, when I was reading scripture. And I was like, huh. And I was like, you know what? The Lord Jesus rebuke you. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, take take me out of this. Because, yeah, it has nothing to do with me. I have no power at all. It's all about Jesus. Everybody in the audience, just say that. The Lord Jesus rebuke you. The Lord Jesus commands you. You know, sickness Amen. be gone. Jesus' name. You know, yes. if we take I out of there. Yeah, it's, it's not about you no more. It's like the power of God. It's like you're like, hey, bring this power over here. You get out of the yeah. way and let that power come. You know, I agree, Bob. Well, you're absolutely. It's right. not us. It's not us, folks. It's not us. Yeah. So we know um, as instruments as vessels. Right. Amen. Amen. Peter, first person he healed, uh, healed, or Jesus healed through him. Um, silver and gold, I have none, but what I have, I give to you. Now get up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And it was that simple. And that's all that we have to do, family. You don't have to, oh, well, I got to do this perfect. And if I don't do this the right yeah. way, then they're not going to be healed. It's like, you're not doing anything except for what he said. And then you're leaving it up to him to do it. Exactly. It's like, Jesus, hey, Jesus, right here. You know, yes. it's like, you, yeah. you just get out of the way. You know, yep. now, now there are some people who do it for show. Uh, let's not put, you yeah. know, let, let's, you know, let, yeah, let's do. have uh, an equal ah, balance. Ah, yeah. yeah, there, there are people who do it for show, them. obviously. Um, but, you know, something like that, I don't feel compelled to bring out a video camera and start revealing this stuff to people. Oh, no, I've never showed. Um, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever showed any of the people that Jesus has healed through me on video, not once. We should I keep it. Believe. Yeah. I think it should be kept private. Um, you know, and I, I think, uh, Jesus actually sp speaks of this too, of these yeah, things. You know you you have your reward. If... Yeah. Go ahead, no, Patrick. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, you're absolutely right, bro. Um, if you keep it a secret, he'll reward you openly, but if you share it with everybody, that's your reward. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. of course, if you want to share testimonies, that's one thing. But if you are doing it as, as a spectacle and up on a stage right. revealing yeah, the stuff, that's different. Game. Look at me. I'm so great. I'm running yeah. around healing people. And, no. Yeah, from pride. But, and Yeah. It, it almost seems like, you know, at first when a preacher was started doing that, they were doing like you're doing it, Pastor Patrick. It was as pure as... It was uh, purely for the Lord. You enjoy doing it. But then it starts to turn into a show. You get this big following. You start to get that pride. 
And all of a sudden, there's no longer the power of Christ to do it. It's like Satan kind of slides in there. I'll take it from here. Yeah. And now you yeah. got like pride. Hey, hey, I can heal people too. You just got to start preaching this bloodless gospel and just yeah. focus on the healing. Don't mention anything about the gospel. I'll heal everybody in this whole auditorium. <laughs> just, 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 all you got to do is just take off your sports yeah. coat and start waving it around yeah. at people. Yeah. That's where you, that's where you exactly. get these preachers knocking people over, crowds of people. That's that's right. what works. You know, that's... But, I don't but think these, that's from God at all. <laughs> these private, these private moments—you never forget them. You'll never forget them, and you know yeah, it's between and you, I think God, and those individuals that were participating in that 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 event that happened that was orchestrated by the Lord. Yeah. And and you, you don't forget that stuff. This is not—we're not up on a sh- on a stage uh, trying to convince people through the healings that you know Jesus did that, and in, in terms of trying to make people believers, specifically yeah. Israel. But this is this is private. It's it's personal, and there's yeah, something it's, so it's even intimate, bro. Like yeah. It's absolutely, special. yeah. I know exactly absolutely. what you mean, Greg. I mean, I remember at one time I, I had something really just spectacular happened, and I was so excited. And in my zeal, I started recording myself talking about what just happened. And by the time I finished recording, I, I kind of just sat there and I was thinking about it, and I was like. Just it just didn't feel right. It was just too it was just too special, and I was just like you know, no, and I just deleted it. And nice. that's just that's just something for you know between yeah, me convicted and, and humbled yourself. <laughs> I'm sure he exalted you for that. I get you know, I get so, the, the humbling quite a bit. <laughs> let me let me let me say a perfect example. It was King David. You know, King Saul. He was conquering territory after territory. He couldn't be touched. He couldn't be faded. He was wiping people out and taking over everything. And then it went to his head and he started worshiping himself and praising himself. And that's when he lost. And it's his it's so scary, right? Because it, yeah. it can happen to anyone and it's always so subtle. And that's always been one of, one of the many fears that I've had. Not that, you know, I have, a, I know we don't have a spirit of fear, right? But just one of the concerns, I guess I should rephrase that. And, um, John Barnett, he's a pastor and he has a channel called DBTM and it's, or DBTM. And it's so hilarious because I love how he puts these like, He's like, I always, all the time, have constant state, like double pride R's running all the time. And just coming from where I've come from in the past, uh, I just totally get that. You know, it's like, oh, anytime you see something like that, and because pride is so subtle, it's so tricky, and it can blind you so fast. And before you know it, you, you're all haughty minded and everything and then the Lord has to bring the smack down on you. But it's good. <laughs> it's good when he does that. And and especially when you acknowledge it and you give it to the Lord and you're like, <laughs> sorry, Lord, you know, thank you. Because one thing that I've learned in the short time of being born again is, you know, the correction and reprovement of the Lord and the Holy Spirit is the greatest thing ever. Right. I mean, I couldn't get through my day without the Lord mm-hmm. guiding me in my course and being like, no, Michael, not like this, like this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, and, and I know it sounds like when we say things like that, that we're having this audible conversation, but it's different. It's, it's almost like this sense and feeling that the Lord puts these thoughts into your mind and it's thoughts that aren't anything that you're thinking about. And it goes completely against what your flesh would say, right? So if your flesh gets angry, you have angry thoughts but when when the Lord's speaking to you through the Holy Spirit, it's like your flesh might get angry, but then you have all these convicting thoughts like you shouldn't get angry. You should love them. You should pray for them. And it's a totally different 
mindset, if you will, than what your flesh wants to do. Then, you know, the, the Lord's speaking to you and trying to help guide you in that sanctification process. And right, I, wouldn't yeah. trade that. I wouldn't trade that for the world. I mean, that's yeah. just such Amen. an awesome yeah. experience. I agree. Well, and it's the humbling and it's, you know, the Holy Spirit reminding us to be humble and to give our father all the glory, you know, that's what he wants. And I don't have any problem with that at all. And that's why I try to always remember to give him all the glory for anything. I find anything he does good and just Mm -hmm. praise him constantly because you're right. Um, Man, it is subtle. Like, you know, a lot of people, what I noticed happens is they start out, like you said, Bob, and with good intentions and then, it starts going to their head. Oh, wow. I just got, you know, this many subscribers and this many views and, you know, God's given me all this money and, you know, now I'm starting to be famous. And then they drift away from what they started originally doing. And we know from Matthew chapter 25, what happens is he'll take it away from you and give it to somebody else. Like if you don't answer the call or you start worshiping yourself or praising yourself, He'll, he'll break you down. He'll let you get broken down and then he'll give that position to somebody else. So, yeah. I, but even, know, even then it's still God's mercy because during that he's just re-humbling you. He's, he's mal- he's mushing you back to a humbled state. And you know, that, I think that's so awesome because when people see God in his, in his correction and improvement, sometimes they're like, well, that's, that's just so harsh. And, and I get it because we're all in different places. Some people haven't come to that realization yet, but they are definitely on the road when they start having those thoughts. But when you, when the Lord brings you into that continuity of mindset with what he's trying to instruct you and you can look back on your life and be like, thank you, Jesus, for allowing this to fall apart. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to go through this because I literally would not understand anything you're trying to tell me right <laughs> that didn't happen in the past you know it may have felt like a curse but it, it could be the biggest blessing of your entire life yeah so so it's biblical we know that right now in the last days many will be purified and made white Amen. You know, we know we're oh, not yeah. really made white or purified unless it's by the blood of jesus christ isaiah Amen. you know so but it still doesn't take away from the fact that we're supposed to keep marching and growing closer to him, drawing closer to him, doing more for him and changing and killing the flesh daily and crucifying it daily. And just, you know, cause it's so obvious at this stage in my life, in my walk. And honestly, I've only been a pastor for a few years. I think I'm coming up on the fourth year, but I've been preaching the gospel for, you know, decades and feeding the homeless and doing these things for a very long time. So I wasn't really concerned about getting my card or certificate or any of that stuff. But yeah, as you grow and you grow closer to him, you start, he starts loving people more through you being more forgiving, more merciful. And, you know, you start producing, he he trims away, he prunes you Mm. and he cuts these branches. And then all of a sudden you start producing more fruit and, Mm -hmm. you know, people are looking at you like, man, you're giving your whole life to that. And, you know, what a waste of life. And you could be out here celebrating and partying. And I'm like, I've been there and that place sucks. It is a relationship. <laughs> it is a relationship, isn't it? And I mean, it really is such a, a great thing to be in the presence of, of the almighty living God through his son, uh, through Jesus Christ, through the son of God. Uh, that is amazing. And um, you, you will never, will never, there will never be any money that can buy any of this. 
there mm-hmm. will never mm-hmm. be enough amount or, or any amount that can buy this. So, um, but with that, I do have to leave folks and I do thank you all for, uh, uh, having me on. Thank you, Patrick, for coming on with us today. I do apologize. I do have to run out early, um, but uh, we'll keep the stream going and we'll yeah. have the stream later. Okay. Yeah, God bless you all. God bless Greg. Greg. All right. Thanks, God bless Greg. you all. Good night. Bless Good night. you. Yeah. Money and things just leave you empty and only God can really give you a fulfilled life and just mm-hmm. joy and happiness. And, you know, I think, uh, I think most of us come across that realization at some point. And it's like, wow, the more you achieve the, the, I mean, before I was born again, you know, I thought that I would always set these milestones and all these different levels of achievement. I'm like, okay, well, when I graduate and do this and oh, when I make it through this technical school or oh, when I do this, then I'll be happy. And it's like the more that I did, the more successes that I had, the deeper the longing and the emptiness became. And I realized that nothing could fill that. So when I was born again, I'll never forget it because I finally had a peace and just a joy and a general just happiness. Like I was just satisfied, content, you know, I was no longer striving for this or striving for that. And um, if that just brought such happiness to my life. And I know many others have gone through those same paths before. And uh, just, man, I'm just so grateful to the Lord. He's so awesome. He yes, really is. Can't, can't take it with you. Can't take any of this stuff with you. No, you know, certainly we're can't. just passing through, and especially now, you know, we have we're on this high watch now, this month and next month, and we have the uh, we have the sun, the, uh, the sustainable development goal summit, the WEF coming around the feast of trumpets. They they have a seven year rescue plan, a recommitment plan. Okay, <laughs> I mean, what are the chances? Right, yeah, Pat, that's why. What are the chances that you got a BRICS meeting this month to take on the final five kings? You have the 10 kings in position, you know. I mean, you have that, and then we have this incredible celestial billboard that you have been sharing. And this billboard, there are more and more pieces, it just keeps adding to it. You know, I'm looking at that billboard, and I'm, I'm it's like, you know. Once I, I think once I put that billboard together, I'm like, oh, look at that. I never noticed that before. I never noticed that before. Hey, and then it all of a sudden starts telling a story, yeah. you know. So I'm really looking forward to that. But, I mean, let's be honest, folks. I mean, you have the CBDCs in running now. You have uh, uh, Fed now running now. We have, a, uh, we, have, we have Israel in chaos now. All right, they're divided. Okay, they need someone to come in there that's going to bridge the gap. Right? That's going to be the Antichrist. Okay, we're on the verge of a nuclear war. All right? And that's yeah. just the tip of the iceberg. Okay, we got massive UFO disclosure. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. All right? So, with all have that being guys, said... Hey, Bob, have you, yeah. took a, have you taken a look at this? The 17 goals? Oh, yeah. Yep, I've seen that. And yeah, if, okay. you, if you read them all... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you go to, you know, the 15th and the 16th, Rosh Hashanah, like the same numbers, 15th is literally called life on land. And I'm like, wow, like that's the opposite of Noah's Ark. And Well, when you go to 16, they have a dove with a olive branch holding yeah. a gavel, like a judge's gavel. And it's peace, justice and strong institutions. 
I'm like, wow, if that doesn't say a lot, like every single one of these are just off the hook. If you look at number five, gender equality, it's like upside down cross. And, you know, uh, number 12 is the infinity symbol. I mean, like, it's just like, it's right in your face. Number 13, yeah. climate action is the all seeing eye. It's the earth, the globe with an eye around it. It's like, wow, you guys are off the hook. Like, so, it's yeah, it's obvious to us. Absolutely mm-hmm. obvious. We have like AI going completely off the charts now. We have the solar activity, the solar flares right now. The Earth, the Sun is heading into solar maximum two, three years early. Okay, that Sun, the way that Sun is operating right now, the way it's acting, it's going to be putting out some hurt right around yeah. the 20, 2026, 2027. Mm-hmm. It, reminds me, right it reminds me of a light bulb. You know how light bulbs flicker before they go off? and go yeah. out that's what it reminds me of it's yeah. about to go out because it's got so many sunspots erupting and yeah it's it does it's i wild. mean all these things and once again going back to your celestial billboard and then if you take that and then take in consideration that we have a prophetic forecast from some ancient jewish documents that indicates that there's a two thousand year span from the death burial resurrection of jesus christ in 30 a.d with 2030 a.d yeah okay so we have that. I mean, what are so the chances that, that all this just goes right by? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, what other signs would we have to see that would be better than all this? I won't. What I won't be. If it does pass, which I don't believe it will. I mean, it might for a little bit, but. I will never be excited about a sign again. I don't ever no. think we'll see anything this exciting ever again. You know. No, but what the good news is, what I like, this is, that's what I like by watching our governments, because they're getting ready for something. Let's let's not forget about all the military movement that we've seen around this country over the last three months. They all got into position, then they all went quiet. What's yeah. that all about? Okay, it, it, it was, remember that's just all in the news in June, and all of a sudden that movement, they all got into position. Now everybody just went. Went down their foxholes and <laughs> disappeared. You know, they're all getting yeah, ready for yeah. something. And I yeah. think it's either one nuclear war or two, the rapture resurrection event or both. Yeah. Cause, okay. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, those were like JRTC or NTC, uh, military combat readiness exercise training centers that they were going to. They were even opening up new ones to mm-hmm. have additional capacity to train troops. And those, you know, I know exactly about all, all that. I've been to one myself. So those are for pre-deployment, right? So the fact that they went quiet like that kind of tells me that there's probably something really big that's still coming down the, you know, the pipeline. So we got yeah. all kinds of crazy intense stuff happening. There's a big uh, volcano that, that just a big ancient volcano that just came online in California that has been dormant. And this thing just came online. It has a huge caldera. Uh, I think I was talking about yeah. like 20, 21 miles long, 11 miles wide. Now, wow. this thing is huge. And this thing is getting ready to blow. And they think it can go tomorrow. It can go a thousand years now, which I know that's not going to be the case. Right. I think it has something to do with what's going to happen here in the West during the tribulation, sure. during the trumpet judgments. But that volcano in California is getting ready to go. Isn't there a big uh, volcano already erupting in Mexico that they're having mass uh, evacuations with? Yeah. I thought I heard something about that recently. 
Yeah. Maybe. It was, I remember reading about something, something like that and it would sounded very, very apocalyptic. Right. So you have all that. And then we have all this division we have here in this country right now. And, you know, the chances of us having a, tw- uh, an election in 2024, I don't see it happening. Yeah. You know, I don't see that happening at all. I mean, it, it, it definitely won't be the type of election that where our vote would matter. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The all yeah, you can eat buffet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, praise our father. He's the one that puts them in there and he knows what he's doing. So, yeah. You have, um, what was that? You have, um, Biden, uh, the Council of Foreign Affairs. As you know, they selected the last seven presidents, uh, all the presidents since World War II, except for Trump. Okay, they didn't want Trump in, they tried to hide the uh, the polls and stuff like that, but they didn't want him in. But be it as it may, this same foreign council is now telling the Biden administration that we need to do a military draft now. Okay, so we're, we're looking at a military. The last time we had a military draft was World War II. Okay. And now they want to they want to start doing a military draft now. I saw that in military.com that they want to start doing the military draft. Basically they're gonna start off with the reservist. Are you a reservist, Michael? No, not not currently. Good good for you. <laughs> so they're gonna start off with military yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go <laughs> Yeah, I got I got uh, some medical problems now, so I mean, but be as it may, you know, they really don't care about that stuff if they just want, you know, meat right, grinders right. and stuff and ground pounders. So it really yeah. doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I mean, we've seen what happened with, uh, you know, the, the, the Ukraine and their, uh, their drafts and how the, I remember looking at their posts and saying it was, wasn't it like 60 or 65 year old men? And I was like, what in the world? Like, how horrible is that? That you would sit there and go after someone's grandpa and try to put him on the front line? <laughs> like, what? like, what? It just—it's just—it's just mind-boggling, you know, to just to see how there's really no respect for life in this world. Oh, and no, they're, they're, they're you, you've heard me kind of talk about that, Bob, and my views on the military and and war. I just—I just hate war, guys. I think that which is crazy because they're, they're, they're in a race to make these robot soldiers, and it's like we know they already have the robot soldiers, so they're just trying to kill people. Like, yeah, it's just another another uh, arm or tentacle into you know the eugenics essentially right. population control. So it's just crazy. And yeah, because there's, there's just cannon fodder, you know, and to think, and if I just couldn't even imagine, you know, having been in the military and, and speaking with fine men who have been in the battlefield and uh, lost limbs and stuff. It's just the fear, the terror, the, it's just the brokenness that they have to go through those who survive, you know, I, I can't even stomach seeing like Call of Duty games anymore and, and then Battlefield and those war movies. And I don't care how good directed they are. I just don't want no part of that stuff. Yeah. And now um, it's for no reason. You know, before yeah. World War One, World War Two, you know, we they actually had some thing to fight for. But now yeah. it's for fighting for no reason. And- <laughs> yeah, could you imagine that? Yeah. I, I just can't even put my mind in that situation of being on a battlefield for nothing, for yeah. just Really, because there's some politician that's getting rich off of warmongering, you know, and Lockheed Martin General Dynamics, and 
and that whole war machine. And it's like, I just, uh, it just turns my stomach. There's so many things in this world now that when you start understanding more and more and you just see the corruption, especially in our government, it just, just turns your stomach to know that this exists. And that's why it's so much more exciting when we have to talk about the blessed hope and the rapture. Cause it's like, Thank you, Jesus, that this is not our home and that this is just a roach infested Motel 6 because I, uh, the, the, the thought of being here for in this state, uh, that's right. Because like, uh, after you're born again, you don't want to hurt nobody. You know, I have a hard time killing a bug now and I'm like, sorry, <laughs> Jesus. Like, it's you know, so funny that, to say that. that being said, yeah. We have some questions here. We got like, 25 minutes left here so all right let's roll let's do some questions here i want to give this one to you <laughs> pastor patrick says how can we make sure that we have the spirit the enemy is really trying to make me feel like i don't have it trusting in the blood so what's your answer to that pastor patrick well man see it shouldn't even be a question because if you truly believe that jesus died and rose again then you have the holy spirit you're saved and the Holy Spirit confirms with our spirit that God is true and real and that he lives inside of us. And if you want to take it even further, you know, one of the ways that I feel like the reason why he's blessed me with the anointing and I feel the Holy Spirit so much is, oh, I can't remember, it's Acts chapter 5, 42 or something, I believe. But it's the word says that he gives the Holy Spirit to those who are obedient. So if you're being fruitful and you're doing what he said, you know, like preaching the gospel, if you love him, you preach the gospel, that's obedience. If you're feeding the homeless and the lesser of the brethren and giving them water, that's obedience. He says that when you do that, it's just like giving it to him. So, sister, as you do these things and you preach his gospel and you do the things that he told us to do, you'll start getting the anointing like it's hitting me right now. My hair standing straight up and I have the Holy Spirit. And that's what happens. You know, it happens the most when you're preaching the gospel, worshiping and serving others. So, yeah, yeah. he will strengthen your this dead flesh that we're dragging around and he will pump it. Galatians chapter five says that it's a constant battle between the flesh and the spirit, vice versa. So let's beat the flesh up with the spirit by doing what Jesus said. Hallelujah. Yeah. And if you walk in the flesh, you know, you're, you're going to feel disconnected. It doesn't mean you're not saved and born again. It just means that you're, you're going to be living in a constant state of, being under the sword, so to speak, right? And it's just because the Lord wants to drive you back to himself. And um, it's so important to remember that. And that's why it's so important, guys, to to walk in the Spirit continually and do those things which the Lord has called us to do. Because also you have Satan who's going to be there to use those things to damage your testimony, to to just come at you and you know in a very discouraging yeah a very discouraging and (laughs) and just a shameful way but the thing is with the lord and it's so awesome and one thing that i'll tell you guys from personal experience is that no matter what you're going through right if if you feel like you're in that that down spot the the holy spirit jesus christ he will always renew your strength right those who put their trust in the lord he'll always renew your strength and there's been so many times when i felt so beat up by the enemy 
that I just felt just absolutely like just gone, so to speak. And then all of a sudden, it's just like out of nowhere, the Holy Spirit just supercharges me. And I start having all these revelations and the Lord's starting to talk to me and he's, he's pulling me out of the pit. Right. And it's so amazing because it's like, wow. And I experienced this a lot in my first year of being born again, you know, and experiencing yeah. that. And that was so encouraging because I knew no matter how I felt, because your feelings can lie to you. And that's, that's something that people got to remember, you know, Satan will use those feelings, but we have to have faith over feelings, right? We have to believe that the Lord is going to reward those who diligently seek him. You know, he, we have to believe that he is going to renew our strength. And that's why even when I go to sleep every night, I, I literally have an eight hour playlist of nothing but the promises of god in the background and i sleep to that every night and um, it's so encouraging to me because and then i i believe it and it don't matter how i feel and and i, I wanted to also touch uh, what you were saying pastor about the warfare i've noticed especially lately the just intensity of the warfare and i remember um about a couple months ago, I was like, well, you know, this is so intense and it's so it's so crazy. I'm like, this is just ridiculous. And then I was praying about it. And another aspect that kind of came to the spirit, right, was that I felt the Lord was telling me that if you've never been to war, how would you ever learn to fight? So it's so amazing how the Lord leads us and guides us into that. He, You know, you're never he's always gone before us. And everything that he's done and doing through you and for you to bring glory to him and, and good to you. Right. And it's so amazing because the things that you'll learn in the trenches of spiritual warfare and it's like, wow, God, I you, you just learn to really rely on him and him alone. Right. And like Job, though he slay me, yet I will trust in him. And when I came to that realization that the Lord wants you to trust in him, right? Like the, like a sheep led to the slaughter. That's that perfect trust, that perfect faith that the Lord's trying to build in each and every single one of us. And sometimes it takes, it takes some intensity to get through that, you know, but the Holy Spirit, he'll always be there and you'll know, you'll know because you'll be in that rut and God will just totally lift you out of it and pull you. And you know that there's no way it could have been you. You can't just motivate yourself out of stuff like that. It don't matter right. who you are. You know, I think Emma here is like you saying right here, trusting in the blood. Yes, you trust in the blood of Jesus. Okay. Amen. You know, um, uh, Robert Breaker was on here a few weeks ago. And I like how he talked about the fact that, you know, if Jesus came in, this, Jesus came into this world and he died of a heart attack. Do you trust in this heart attack? No. What if he fell off a tree and broke his neck? Do you trust in that broken neck? No. You trust in his blood shed. That blood atonement atones for our sins. Okay? That's why he died on the cross. That's why he shed his blood. That's why he's the Lamb of Amen. God who comes to take away the sins of the world. Okay? So, yes, we trust in his blood. His blood shed. The book of Hebrews says that there is no atonement for sin without blood. Okay? That's why they shed the blood of the lambs at Passover. All right. Amen. So you need blood to have your sins completely forgiven. So if you trust in the blood shed of Jesus Christ at the cross for your sins, and that is your pathway to heaven, you are saved. Okay. You know he's a lamb of God. You know he's a son of God. You know who he is. You trust in who he is, and you trust in his blood. And Amen. you say, you know what? I may not be perfect. All right. I may not be as great of a preacher as Pastor Patrick or Michael here. But you know what? At least I trust in that blood. 
Okay. Amen. I may not be a superhero. I may just pray for people and that's it. Maybe I, maybe I'm not that good of a preacher or I can't get out there and do that big work. But you know what though? I pray for people. And here's the thing. We're not we're not saved by our works. Ephesians two eight nine, for we are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. So once you trust in that blood, and he says, you know what? You trust when you do, it feels good. It just yeah. feels peaceful. All right. Yeah. And it may and once you understand it, it's like that blood, God's looking at you. Do you trust in that blood two thousand years ago? Because the moment you say that, hey, you know what? I trust in that blood, nothing else I can do. I just trust in that blood. That blood is true. He seals you instantly. Amen. And guess what? Now, having that blood, having your salvation sealed to the redemption, Ephesians 4.30, now you can become fruitful for the Lord. Now you can get out there yeah. and do the works. Yes. Now you can yeah. get out there and make a difference. Now the fruit can come because now you are a tree for the Lord. Okay? Amen. You can bring forth good fruit that's worthy yeah. of God. Okay. Amen. And the Bible says, uh, is it uh Romans four five? But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. All right. So he, but to him that worketh not. So we want to make sure we're not saved by our works. All right. None of our works will save. No work that you can do. I don't care how many soup <laughs> unless work, you want him care. to say, unless you want him to say, depart from me. I don't know you. Yeah. So we have faith yeah. in the blood. All right. Amen. Right, it's all guys. About the blood. Amen. The blood yes. First. Yes. And yeah. then we start that's doing so the work. Yeah, that's, that's so amazing. And uh, that's relief. Yeah, and it's 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 it does bring the absolute peace because it's. Like you said, Leviticus seventeen eleven, right? It's also awesome because it's seventeen eleven, right? Those those numbers, the dividing point, and um, yeah, the blood, guys. I have to stress what Bob just said. It's so important. I I don't can't tell you how many times that it's it's okay. You know, we're like sheep, right? We were crazy, and David compared himself to a brute beast, you know, and he, he's like, I'm like a brute beast before you, God. We forget things. That's why the Lord's always telling us to remember, remember, remember. So when you get into a point where you just feel downcast, just always remember the blood and what it means. It's so important. And um, I thought it was actually kind of interesting that you bring up the blood is because <laughs> kind of sidebar, but you know how when the, the Jews rejected Jesus and they said, let his blood be on us and our children and our children's children. Yeah. What were they I, thinking? Yeah. I was like, I it's a crazy, that, the crazy thing is. And when you look at first Corinthians 10 and it talks about being the blood guilt of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, right. Doing a, communion in an unworthy manner not coming into the communion or fellowship with the lord through faith i was like wow this is so so crazy you see this whole picture illustrated between that and how it's on one side it's like wow that's actually the best place to be is under the blood right because we want the blood to be over us but we have to do it through faith otherwise we're guilty of the body and the blood of the lord jesus so always remember that Yes, family, please. It's all him. Yeah. Forever. Amen. Amen. Next question says, can someone discuss the faith without works is dead? But we are saved by faith, not works. So I am confused. You want to take a run at this here, Patrick? Oh, man. This is we pretty much already touched on it. And as soon as you're saved, 
and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, it's automatic. It's not yeah. like, oh, no, I have to go and help somebody or else I'm not truly saved. It's like your faith automatically creates that. And the Holy Spirit pours his stream of righteousness out through you. So yep. it goes hand in hand. You know, that's why I I have a hard time listening to and God bless all every pastor. I have a hard time listening to brothers and sisters that downplay the works because the truth is is jesus is the one that wants us to do the works are we saved by our works no but he still wants us to do it so are we supposed to just oh we're saved so we're cool we don't have to do anything well the truth is with me the holy spirit inside of me says man i know there's people out there starving right now and freezing and they need money and they need this and they need help. They need somebody to pray for them. They need someone to lay hands on them. And if I don't do it, who's going to do it? And the Holy Spirit's the one that prompts me to go and do it. It's not me at all. And when I'm out there doing it, praise our Father, all glory to you, Jesus Christ. When I'm out there doing it, I make it very well known to thank yeah. him. It's not me. You know, I'm a, I'm a street guy that grew up in the projects and low income housing. And, you know, I had a really rough life. I was emancipated when I was 14. Um, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> if it wasn't the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> that's not what I would be doing. You know, I'd be at a football game or a concert or something feeding the flesh, you know, right. so. You know, people don't have to really be too concerned with that. As long as you know for a fact that you believe that Jesus died for your sin and that the father raised him three days later and you believe that in your heart, you're golden. The works will automatically come. Yeah. You know, and he'll, it's... He'll, he'll send them to you. And as I said earlier, if you don't take that, if he sends you an opportunity to go and help somebody or do some work yeah. and you don't do it, he'll give it to the next person. Yeah. Look at Esther. Right. And he said that salvation yeah. will come through another. And it's so amazing that you say that. And I absolutely because it's always important, guys, remember Ephesians 2.10, that we are his workmanship. Right. Jesus's workmanship. So the fruit comes through the Lord Jesus Christ through us. And also uh, Philippians 1.11 says filled with the fruits of righteousness that come through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. But real quick on Philippians 2.13, it says, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So we see that when we're born again and we have had faith in the finished work and the blood of Jesus Christ, and he seals us and fills us with his Holy Spirit, he drives us, his spirit drives us to want to do the good works. That's most just, of it, bro, you're on point with the word and everything. Praise God for you. You know, everything that you said is exactly true. 100%. Like he's so the, it, and you guys can relate to this family. I know you guys are listening and watching and paying attention to what we're saying. And everything our brother said is completely true. Like when you are, when you really love Jesus Christ, you want to do more for him. You're constantly thinking, what could I do more to do more for the Lord? And, you know, that's why he had me do the invitation. And, you know, we shipped, all glory to our father. We shipped a half a million invitations all over the world for brothers and sisters to hand out. And 
it's because I was, you know, oh, I want, I kept telling him, Jesus, you know, I'm poor. I don't have any money. I don't have anything. I, you know, I'm handing out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or whatever. And I'm like, I want to do more for you. I want to do more for you. I want to do more for you. And when you call out to him and you're like, I love you. And I, you did so much for me and you died for my sin. You spilt your blood for me. I'll do anything for you. Even if I have to die on these streets, feeding the homeless and these people that are out there, I'm going to do it. Jesus, send me. When you Amen. do that, he will send you. He will give you the opportunity. He'll make yep. a way for Amen. you to be fruitful. And right. it's you know, so exciting. One, really one thing is. I want to mention here, too, that um, the question here, we've got to keep it in context. This is from James 14, 26. Okay. The book of James. Now, the book of James wasn't written to us, the body of Christ. That 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 book was actually written to, if you go to James chapter 1, verse 1, it says, James, a servant of God, and the end of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are which are scattered abroad. Greetings. So it's not to us. This here, don't even worry about it. It's not to us. That's to the twelve tribes of Israel during the tribulation. Okay, it's, it's faith without works. During the tribulation, you got to have faith, and when you have faith, you will put forth works. If you don't have faith, you won't put forth works. Basically, right. what I'm saying here is your works are proof of your faith. Okay, because you're not going to be able to uh, risk getting your head cut off unless you have faith. Right. Your faith, yep. your works will be proof of your faith. So that's why it says here, faith without works is dead, which means Amen. you're not going to put in works. Jesus is going to judge you at the end. You didn't visit me in prison. You didn't give me any clothes to wear. You didn't give me food to eat. You didn't give me water. You didn't take care of me. Right. I don't know you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when if you have faith, and this is to the Jews during the tribulation, when they have faith, they will automatically do works. Now, here in the age of grace, we are saved by faith alone, without works. Now, yeah. you could be a you could be a bump on the log and go into rapture, and that's great. But you're going to have a crappy time at the judgment seat of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh so yeah. yeah. That. That's that, that option is there for you. Yeah. That... <laughs> I recommend it though. Yeah, it's so important to remember the that. rewards. You're going to be like, ah, man, I wish I would have yeah. done something. Some yeah. Right. And that's the reason I was saying that, you know, I have a little bit of an issue with people downplaying rewards. It's like, okay, yeah, we know that it doesn't have anything to do with salvation. Like, you're saved by grace and grace alone, but. Yeah. Jesus Christ, and, the, the last book of the the last page of the Bible says that I will record every man according as his work shall be. Like, don't you want to? And he also says, don't store up your riches on earth, store them up in heaven where they'll be forever. So, I mean, it only makes sense that, yeah, we're already saved. The works yeah. and the rewards, that's a bonus. Yeah, Amen. exactly. And it's so amazing to be able to do those things. And just as a personal experience, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, and it's such an amazing thing. And I'm sure we all are familiar with the story where Jesus asked who's, who, who loves more, the one who is forgiven less or the one who's forgiven more, right? And, and their response is, oh, of course, the one who is, who is forgiven for more, right? They have more to be appreciative of, right? Because they were <laughs> forgiven for all these things. Now, when we walk in sanctification, with the Lord Jesus, right? And we 
we stumble, we fall, we get up. He lifts us and we keep going on and we start having a real understanding of what his blood has atoned for throughout the course of our life. How can we not grow in love with the Lord Jesus Christ and be compelled to want to do more for him? And we're all in different places. You know, you might be in a place where, you know, you're like, well, I haven't really done that much bad stuff. But as you walk in sanctification with the Lord, I guarantee in time, your fervency to want to do more will increase when we, when the Holy Spirit of conviction brings those things to remembrance of all the things that he's atoned for. And I, I just can't be more grateful to the Lord because every time that, you know, anytime you have a bad thought, anytime you have, you know, you stumble, anytime you do anything that's not of the Lord, of what the Lord would want for you, you have to remember that he paid for that on, at Calvary. And just yeah. to be so grateful for that, how can we not just continually just grow in love with the Lord? I mean, it's just when the Lord really started showing me that, I was like, Lord, I just love you so much. <laughs> You're so good. You're so yeah. good. It makes, it makes me, makes me want to cry sometimes because I'm like, Lord, you've, you've done, you've done everything for me, everything and for you and for you in the chat. And he's paid it all. Think about that. Someone once was telling me about how they had a to go serve a sentence, right? And how they were like, they were kind of like standoffish about it and, oh, well, you know, they did the crime, they paid the time type thing. And then it just hit me. The Lord just spoke to me in that, that moment, like, think about all those people who did the crime, but I stepped in to do the time for you. And I was like, oh, Lord, you're just, I had like a little mini praise and worship going on in my mind. <laughs> so it's like, you're so awesome, Lord, how you do all this for us all the time. Yeah, hey, so Michael, it's going to make man. it easy for us to worship him forever, right? Like we're already oh. all in. We're like, man, we got you forever. We owe you everything. Yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah. It's, gonna be awesome. it's gonna be easy. So let's uh so basic kind of recap here now. So basically, uh so Pastor Patrick, he brought us here the incredible celestial billboard of the Feast of Trumpets. So basically, we are looking at right now in the middle of August, another high watch time, and then basically we're going to go right to the Feast of Trumpets, starting around the 14th, 15th give or take you know i'm already starting to see the videos so, oh the feast of trump is actually starts a month later that happens every year hey you know what great nothing happens I'm, i can I'm touch i can touch on that real moment. quick bob like let yeah. me um it only take me 20 seconds um the torah calendar i've always thought it was the most accurate calendar because of the you know the new moons the crescent moons they always line up the best so um if you guys don't know, family, I'll make it quick. Um, there's a blood moon in 2024, 2025, and 2026, and they're all on Purim. Every single one of them land on Purim three years in a row. If that's not marking the tribulation and, you know, Esther, wow. God using Esther to save the Jews from annihilation, creating Purim, I don't know what is marking the tribulation. But here, the, the thing that I wanted to say is when you go to the Torah calendar in 2024, they actually have it a month off and it's on Passover, the blood moon. So and that, obviously, you guys know that's the day that they're trying to sacrifice the red heifer. Oh, yeah. So one calendar shows it on Purim, and then yeah. so you got Purim three three years in a row, and then you have, have 
and then the other calendar shows Passover three years in a row. So either way, you win. No, hold on, Bob. Let me either let me tell you this. Winner, so, right? so here here's the problem: is Heb Cow shows it in 2024, 2025, 2026, the Blood Moon on Purim. Then when you go to the Torah, 2024, it shows it on Passover, but 2025 and 2026, it's on Purim, like Heb Cow. Okay, so you know. the, the 2024 one is flip flop both ways. And these are God's calendars. And it's like, how do you guys work that out together with the same year and the calendar being off a month? So and, and then there's something else, you know, that happens in what they call Aries. And that's another reason why people think that the calendars a month off. But it doesn't matter if the calendar's off or on family. What matters is the signs. You know, yeah. that's what we go by. If there's a blood moon, more than likely, it's probably Passover and, you know, not Purim. But it ain't really going to matter. What matters is that we're watching. Because if you're watching and you're expecting him, then that means you came up out of the world. And when he comes, you won't be caught like a snare. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's the such important part about the signs, right? To stay watching because... You can be so mixed up on certain timelines, and it gets pretty complicated. I, I started looking through calendars, and I was like, "Man, you got the Gregorian and all like, like what three or four different uh, Jewish type calendars, or the Enoch." And and I was like, "Man, this is this is pretty intense." So I usually rely on other people for the most part and get information based off of that. But you know, this I, I is so important that, about that. So I feel bad for even saying this, but I have to because. I'm all about the truth. So the truth is, is every Pentecost, I hear watchmen and brothers and sisters and pastors saying Pentecost on this date. No, it's on this date. No, it's on this date. And then that day goes and then they pick a new day for Pentecost. And it's like, okay, family, maybe it is on different dates and maybe there's something to that. But here's the truth. Israel only celebrates it once a year. And God knows that. So even if the calendar's off, they're still celebrating it on a certain date. And that's what we need to be watching, you know, paying, or not watching, but paying attention to. And if yeah. that lines up with a blood moon or a solar eclipse or a super moon, or then it stands out and you're like, okay, so let me give you a perfect example. We're in, as Bob said, we just went through two super moons and we have two more to go. We have the blue moon on August 30th and 31st, UTC, it's 31st. And that's the third super moon. And then the fourth one is on the eve of Sukkot. So how could the calendar be off a month if God planned this, you know, the super moon to be on the eve of Sukkot? Like, it's pretty blatant that that's Sukkot. Like, I mean, you know, the other thing, too, is, uh, we're, you know, when we are when we go up in the rapture resurrection, we uh, Revelation five nine. We are before the throne of God, and we begins opening those seals. And there's a red horse of war. Okay, now it just so happens World War One, World War Two, both began in September, right around the fall. Okay, and World War Two began with the invasion of Germany into Poland. Okay, something about Poland sparked. You know, something about Poland. They started World War Two. Poland had to be the player, and now we have Belarus. And you got Russia, Belarus. They have allies there with nuclear weapons. Belarus just flew planes into Poland airspace on purpose, trying to get them to shoot down their planes so they can launch nukes into Poland. Okay. So here we are again, right at September, going in now, mm -hmm. and a verge of World War III, just a repeat, Ecclesiastes 1-9, nothing new under the sun. All right. 
And here we are once again with Poland. All right. So the fact that that's happening now, I don't think I don't think they could keep a lid on this thing for another seven more mm. years or another year for that matter. Okay. So I mean, all of that, all of this, and that incredible sign that you found, and all the good stuff within that celestial billboard um, for the Feast of Trumpets this year. It's just, it's just like. You know, right now, because of all that, it would make sense that we were we should be gone this week, right? Because of all that, right? Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm open to the concept yeah. of us being gone this week. <laughs> you know, <the> last week. <laughs> hey, I'd be happy that you're gone. I'm, we're getting a little, we're getting a little close. This train's getting a little close to us now. It's coming down yeah, the track. Yeah, it really we're is. We're getting man. a little close to the blast zone here. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you guys know, his timing is immaculate. It's perfect. And here's the thing: when the rapture happens, if it happens in September. Not one person is going to be able to say, well, you didn't warn us and show us any signs. Like, it's like, what? Like, how could a sign get more clear? I don't see it ever being more clear, ever. Like, I've looked and looked and I've talked to other watchmen and they're in agreement. They're like, we've looked ahead and you've looked ahead. And I mean, yeah, there's these blood moons and there's the great American solar eclipse coming back through on 4-8. And, you know, originally, I'll just tell you guys this, like, I want to share this. It's really off the chain. And actually, Daniel Taylor's the one that brought it to my attention years ago. So we know that this great American solar eclipse comes back through and makes an X across. In the middle of yeah. that is Little Egypt, which stands for the plagues. So Daniel found that Exodus 4, 8 says, And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. And it's Mm -hmm. Exodus 4, 8, and the Great American Eclipse is on 4, 8. Yeah, that is wild. So so then we started talking recently, and we were like, well, maybe he was talking about the Revelation 12 sign. If you didn't believe the 2017, you will believe the latter sign. And I'm like, wow, and maybe this 4-8 is just marking the tribulation, you know. So, Lots of great signs, everybody. Hot, hot time we are in. We are in a hot time now all the way up through the middle of October. You know, it's a big win. we're still here. Yeah. So if we get in November, you know, we're pretty much done. We're going to, you know, (laughs) see what happens after that. But yeah, pretty much I got to close everything out. But I want to close with this last one here from Jay. Is this? Can you guys pray for the pain in my body to be gone in the name of Jesus? And you know, not just. Uh, I'd like to have Pastor Patrick here pray for him. I'm going to pray to him myself. And as I just want to ask you, Pastor Patrick, you can pray for everybody here in the audience dealing with uh, any type of pain or sickness or anything. I believe the Holy Spirit can work through you a miracle right now to everybody listening now and recordings later. And I believe that your words will carry, and I think healing will come upon all these people. So would you be willing to do that and say a prayer for everybody? Let's go. Oh, Father, we praise you right now, and we lift Jay up to you and the whole body of Christ, and we know that you love us because you've already proved it and given your life for us, and you've done everything for us. You always have our back. You never let us down. We love you so much, Father, and we thank you for the Holy Spirit, and we know that you're the healer. So we just ask that you 
feel Jay with your Holy Spirit right now and just completely heal, heal his whole body and in Jesus Christ's name, pain, get out of Jay's body. We love Jay and we love every single brother and sister out there going through pain and suffering. And I just want you to know Jesus Christ loves all of us and he doesn't want us going through pain and suffering. He wants us to believe in him. And as soon as you believe in him, you're healed by his stripes. He already paid the price, family. So just give him all the glory, praise him and just try to make it through these times and try to. I know it's a it's a battle, but. Father, we just ask that you just open their eyes and let them know that you've given them all power over the enemy. And you told us to heal the sick and raise the dead. And we have to be courageous. Your word says that cowards don't enter the kingdom. So let's all be courageous and stand on the rock. Keep our eyes on Jesus Christ and expect miracles. So we just ask you, Father, and we call out to you. We cry out to you from our hearts, and you know it's true. We love you, and we just ask that you soften this blow. It's very painful going through this delivery and this birth, and it feels like we're stuck in the canal. We know that the crowning happened with co with all of that stuff and that's been going on. You've been showing us the crowning, the crowning, the crowning, and we know that the baby's about to come out, and we know that you said that we'll have little strength. So we just pray. And we ask you to release your strength upon us, build us up. Let us look at the glass half full instead of half empty. Let us focus on what's most important. And it's it's finished. It is finished. So we're already there. We already have eternal life. So, Jay, just remember the sufferings of this present time shall not be compared to the glory that will be revealed in you. And we're going home soon, family. I just ask that you pour your spirit out right now on everybody that's healed, that's hurting and needs to be healed. And you just take all their pain away and strengthen them and strengthen their hearts for your coming. And I ask you this and I just pray and plead with you, Jesus Christ, please help us get through these times in your almighty name, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, brother, brother Patrick, Pastor Patrick, for joining us tonight. Thank you, brother Michael. Everybody joining us tonight. Hopefully, yes, this is the week. You. Hopefully, we won't have to be here next week. So let me okay. say one thing before we go. Yeah. So if you go outside and you got a clear sky, I've been watching it all year. You know that astro or whatever it is, it's called Beetlejuice. <laughs> And it's it's in Orion. And if you go outside and look at it, it literally looks like it's about to explode. They're saying that it's going it's about to go supernova. Well, when you go outside, it's twinkling and sparkling and looks like it's about to explode. Like I've been watching it every night. It's so crazy. Blue, red, green, yellow, just sparkle, 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 sparkle. This thing is just flashing like out of control. And remember, <laughs> canst thou loosen the bands of Orion? Well, Amen. it's about to happen. Amen. We're about to fly. Amen. 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 It's exciting. So everybody, yes, thank you. That's awesome. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, family, for listening. Everybody that's liked it or that's going to share this message and just be comforted by the Holy Spirit and know the truth that He went to prepare a place for us and He's coming back to get us to take us to the that place, our Father's house, and it's a fact. There's no room for error. It's about to happen. And like I said, after it happens, people aren't going to be able to say, oh, well, he didn't give us a sign or a warning. You've been warned, people. So give your life to Jesus Christ now before it's too late. Today's the day of salvation. Amen. Amen. I'll close with that. <laughs> God bless, everybody. All God right. Bless. Take care. Love you, guys. Love you too, bro. Take and care. bro.